Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's your host for the next uh, half hour or so, Gina Crash. Really excited to introduce you to our guest this morning, who we've never had the pleasure of having on this program yet. It's Enrica Jang. She is the executive director of Poe Baltimore, obviously right here in Baltimore. Good morning, Enrica. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're so excited. And how long have you been with uh, Poe Baltimore? Real quick, before we get into the, the meat and potatoes about what you guys do and where you are. Oh, I'm still a baby director. I started in 2017, but you are new in the museum business unless you've been working at least 20 years. So <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to be <laughs> museum time kind of thing, so I'm brand new for a long time. That's awesome. And then um, what, what was that, what the opportunity that brought you to Baltimore, or was there anything unique in your background that sort of led you to what you're doing now as executive director? Well, I think you have to love literature and love Edgar Allan Poe first. Um, I do uh, have a literature background, and um, I write comic books, and I um, did a couple of books inspired by Edgar Allan Poe, and I think that combination of literature background, nonprofit background, and then um, just that fun connection to Poe. Very cool. That is so cool. What a unique background you do have. So for anybody who is not familiar with this treasure right here in Baltimore, tell us what is Poe Baltimore? It seems like a basic question, but nevertheless an important one. Well, Poe Baltimore is the nonprofit organization that stewards the Edgar Allan Poe House and Museum. Certainly beloved house museum in West Baltimore. It is the last surviving home in the city where Poe and his family were known to have lived. Um, and not just important because Edgar Allan Poe lived there, which is just a really cool thing for people to come and see if you're a Poe fan. But also, this is where he began his professional career. This is where Edgar Allan Poe began to write short stories that would eventually launch his professional writing career and all of the really great gothic works that we know of now, like the Telltale Heart and this kind of thing. Uh, he got his start uh, at the house. And for people who don't know, where is that physically located in Baltimore? Uh, 203 North Amity Street uh, in West Baltimore. And um, I'm trying to think of a... Uh, we're actually not very far from where Poe is buried, as a matter of fact, too. Less than a mile away. So on a really nice day. Mm-hmm. A little, yeah. a little chilly lately, but uh, on a really nice day, you can walk from Poe House to the cemetery or vice versa. And do you find that people are um, familiar with you or do you feel like you still have work to do in that that um, sort of shining a light, which is what we're doing this morning, actually, um, but to, to sort of like let people know that maybe are taking it for granted that they don't even realize it's there? 
it's kind of funny because I think that that as a house museum, you always want to get in front of people, but Baltimore loves Edgar Allan Poe. And we are, as a city, we are so connected to uh, Edgar Allan Poe as this iconic figure in the city. Um, people come to uh, Baltimore specifically for Poe. So Poe House is, of course, very fortunate in that people come looking for us because they do associate Edgar Allan Poe with the city. And it's something about that gothic uh, the Gothic literature and the mystery of his death, uh, and he, the fact that he, you know, he lives here now because he died here. So we have the body. People come to Baltimore for Poe things, and so we do benefit from that. But as a house museum, we of course always want people to be aware that this is something that they can come and see and, and come uh, and participate in programs. Absolutely, the lure is there. It's great. Of course, we're you know our football team named after um, the the Ravens. You got Poe, the mascot. So even in a little way like that, there's all these you know sort of nods to to Poe within the city. And also, uh, thanks for mentioning to the you know the tourist attraction too, which I know with COVID nineteen, it's um, you know kind of impacted everyone obviously. But uh, you guys are doing a ton of different things um, online and um, you know still carrying on your mission. So. Tell us a little bit about these uh, Saturday Visitor Awards, and um, we're going to be putting all this up on our website, too, for people to learn more um, if they're just catching this program in progress, too. But tell us all about that. I know you're super excited about it. Oh, yeah. Well, 2021 will be the fourth year of the International Edgar Allan Poe Festival and Awards, and the Saturday Visitor Awards are the awards presented by Poe Baltimore, recognizing a new generation of artists and writers inspired by Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, it's my personal belief that uh, you will not find uh, another literary figure that has really influenced popular culture the way Edgar Allan Poe uh, is still present with us. Uh, he's the father of detective fiction. Uh, certainly around Halloween, everybody is sort of aware of you know, those beating hearts and the ravens and, and black cats and this kind of iconography from Poe's work. So uh, uh, he's very much still sort of present. And so the Saturday Visitor Awards are an opportunity for creators who continue Poe's legacy to submit uh, uh, either pieces inspired by Edgar Allan Poe or adapting Edgar Allan Poe's works. And this is our way of highlighting some of the best in popular culture. Such a great idea. And um, why, and people might want to know, um, you know, why they're called the Saturday Visitor Awards. And also, Visitor um, is spelled, uh, we, we would be used to it being V-I-S-I-T-O-R, but it's actually spelled V-I-S-I-T-E-R. Tell us the significance of both of those things. <laughs> well, there's no historical spelling. And we uh, uh, sort of debate about whether or not, give people, people pause and give us a second look and sort of wonder. And so it's an opportunity to answer that question. Um, when Edgar Allan Poe was living at 203 North Amity Street, 1833, he uh, was, uh, began to write short stories and was entering short stories in the periodicals of the day. The Baltimore Saturday Visitor was a weekly periodical, and they offered, it was a writing contest, and they offered a prize for best tale. And a young Edgar Allan Poe won first prize. This was uh, a prize of $50, uh, but at the time, a significant amount, and also significant because this is the very first money that uh, Edgar Allan Poe had ever received professionally for his writing. The cachet of that first place prize, eventually he began to network and began to uh, uh, build 
uh, relationships that eventually started on his road uh, as an editor, as a critic, and as a contributor to the magazines that employed him. So Baltimore gets to say this is a city that discovered Edgar Allan Poe, and that uh, the Saturday Visitor Awards was the name of that publication that recognized Poe first. Uh, and so we named the House Awards uh, a Baltimore Saturday Visitor Awards uh, it, to honor that history, but then also just the meaning, how important it was and a pivotal um, sort of inflection point for Edgar Allan Poe's career. We want that to be the case, too, for the people who are continuing his legacy. So we could not think of a better title that really encompasses everything that we're trying to highlight about keeping, like celebrating Edgar Allan Poe's legacy in the arts around the world. Yeah, it's a nice nod. And it also reminds you how important publications still are, even though we've gotten so much more online uh, in this day and age. But it's important to know, like, without that, he wouldn't have gotten his start. And $50 to me, I don't know, maybe, uh, I think this still sounds like a lot of money, doesn't it? That's a pretty sweet prize. Yeah, absolutely. Even now, um, I think it probably uh, was several months of expenses for a young, struggling writer who... um, uh, really, we don't really know of any other career that he was pursuing, and so the fact that um, and he was he was always a poet, but the fact that he won this prize for a new format that he had taken on, and then eventually would make him so famous. Again, we all know follows the House of Usher, or uh, again the Telltale Heart Cask of Amontillado, which is my favorite. These stories are still with us, and so so much a part of us. Um, so it's a really great way for us to recognize the beginning. But then also, we really are looking for uh, the people who are continuing Poe's legacy, creators who are either adapting Poe's works or, again, using Poe's works as this touch point of inspiration for their own original works. And I'm uh, really excited about the kind of entries that we're getting. And again, these are in, this is an international festival. This is an international test, and we do see entries from all over the world. And it just gives you a sense of how powerful Poe's work still is and how influenced this influence is still with us yeah that's so cool for so many reasons and and the fact that maybe people didn't know that it is international so anybody who's listening that's out there knows somebody that um, you know would be interested in this how do people submit for the awards please tell us well, we have a portal for entry, SaturdayVisitorAwards.org. You'll see the button to enter the SDAs at the very top. But you can, if you visit that website, you will see our guidelines for entry. Um, we're looking for pieces that have been published or distributed sometime in the last three years. Uh, but, so your, your eligibility window is approximately three years. But uh, any medium, any genre, uh, one of the common misconceptions, not just for writing. Uh, we have seen film. We've seen immersive theater. We've seen incredibly original portraiture of Poe. The awards are uh, given in those two categories. So, again, original works that use Poe as inspiration or use uh, some of Poe's writing as inspiration or adapting Poe's works. We've seen comics, video games, you name it. We're really seeing this incredible breadth of work, and this is just a really great opportunity to uh, just dive in and see some of the really creative uh, stuff that's out there. Wow. And have you, have you started to see some of these entries as they're coming coming in, you know, and is it, I'm sure it's probably blowing you away? Oh, always. Always. Every year um, uh, we see just an incredible breadth of work, and people are just so um, fun with it. Uh, last year, uh, one of the winning entries was an entire, um, I guess you'd say, not a symphony, but it was... Um, uh, a choral works and orchestra, uh, different uh, pieces 
uh, adapting Poe's work musically. We saw a a beaded portraiture, a a woman who created a portrait of Poe, referencing Edgar Allan Poe's Berenice, uh, Berenice. Uh, that a uh, story that he actually wrote at Poe House, but she created an entire portrait of Beats as oh, Rowland. That's Beats. amazing! So, oh my gosh! Uh, this, again, that gives you this incredible breath. There's a wonderful company in Australia who does this incredible immersive uh, experience of Poe's works, and another company, Immersive Theater in Los Angeles, who does uh, an entire uh, evening of mystery uh, called The Assassination of Edgar Allan Poe, talking about history, but also you get to walk into, I suppose pre-pandemic, you got to walk into this entirely immersive experience, all inspired by Poe. We had a a winning entry from Chile, uh, a a man who uh, put together an entire uh, video game uh, inspired by Poe's work. So again, gives you a sense of just the breadth, and and the awards really are um, just looking to celebrate Edgar Allan Poe and popular culture. Mm -hmm. Any medium, any form, and obviously uh, novels and poetry and, and music, um, I, 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 I sound like such a geek about it because this stuff obviously is my life, but it, yeah. really, is, it really is a lot of fun. <laughs> it is. I think your passion's contagious. It really is. And uh, it's cool. And even especially you mentioned the pandemic, um, but it's, I think we've gotten, we've all sort of gotten more creative as a result. So if anything, you know, I think maybe we could use that to our advantage with these entries. And um, tell us some of those submission categories that you have for um, the, uh, the awards. So, adaptation of Poe's works, uh, perhaps people are more familiar with, uh, you see uh, animations of, of Poe's stories, or uh, you might see the Raven um, uh, uh, in um, like recitations or performances of Poe's works. So, a direct adaptation of Poe's work um, would fall there. Biography also would fall in here. The awards are not for criticism or theory, so they're less they're not supposed to be as, uh, for the in the academic vein. These are more for creative works, but given the narrative nature of biography, somebody uh, telling the story of Poe's life, that would fall into adaptation. And again, using Poe's writing or his life uh, as, uh, adap- as part of adaptation or as inspiration for these works, those, um, those works are eligible. The second category is original works. Uh, inspired by Poe. So again, Edgar Allan Poe was the father of detective fiction. Uh, not that there was no such thing as mystery before there was an Edgar Allan Poe, but Edgar Allan Poe was the first writer in English literature to create a character at the heart of a story whose job it is to solve that mystery by way of ratiocination in his stories or this kind of deductive reasoning, what we understand uh, as the basis of, of the detective. And Edgar Allan Poe invented the detective. So when you consider any mystery novel you've ever read or uh, any police procedural you've seen on TV or even an, an animation like Scooby-Doo. Like you, yeah. <laughs> you have the direct line to Poe. And so we're looking for uh, uh, original works inspired by Poe that really draw a direct line from either Edgar Allan Poe's life or Edgar Allan Poe's writing uh, uh, to the present day. Yeah, you know, that, that's fascinating because really you think of his influence being so huge. I mean, you were, you were mentioning, you know, uh, Scooby-Doo, Nancy Drew, Agatha Christie, whatever your you know mystery genre is, and of course the TV shows. Yeah, the the amount of uh, pop culture that he's inspired is just sometimes you just have to marvel at it. It's just truly mind-boggling in a lot of ways. Absolutely, and it's such a fun part of this job too. Um, I think that the awards were even born out of just we were we. There were so many people who were doing creative 
uh, these creative endeavors. And Poe is such a popular figure. And I had this experience, even in the writing that I did, when you're doing work inspired by Poe, there's immediate interest, this automatic interest. So uh, I tell people over and over again, he's still here. He's still with us. He is, right, right. In really weird ways. (laughs) I know, I know. I just, wow, he's here right now, as a matter of fact. Um, That's just so cool to think about, that his inspiration is is everywhere. He is everywhere. And especially being in Baltimore, it makes it all the more special. Um, Although this contest, as you were saying, is uh, international in scope, which is, I think, also super cool. Um, And tell us about some of the the fees and timelines, the sort of nuts and bolts. We want to make sure everybody makes the deadline and sort of talk about, you know, the judging and how it all comes together. Because this is quite an undertaking, I'm sure you've had the last, uh, This you said is the fourth year, right? This is the this is the fourth year of the festival and the third year for the awards. Uh, it is an undertaking, uh, and uh, it's one of those things where you're working and you love it, but it is hard work. And you, yeah. you how did I get so tired? Because I've been having a lot of fun. Um, the uh, uh, call for entry has opened now. We opened on Edgar Allan Poe's birthday, January nineteenth, and the deadline to enter is May thirtieth. So there's still a little bit of time. Uh, to enter, and you can visit the website to see our guidelines, get a better sense of um, the type of works that are still el- that are eligible uh, before you uh, go into the uh, form. Uh, it is a $25 entry fee, uh, admin fee, and then we will be announcing the judges soon. Now, I'm really proud of the fact that uh, the the judges uh, that are uh, working with Poe Baltimore uh, uh, to uh, decide on the awards this year. We pull from, uh, we have judges that are coming from uh, uh, many of the important Edgar Allan Poe sites uh, uh, here in the United States. Uh, uh, we have judges from the Poe Museum in Richmond, uh, as well as uh, uh, the Poe Cottage in New York. So other locations in the United States um, uh, that were important to Poe's history will also be participating. So creators will be able to get their works in front of not just Poe House in Baltimore, but these other important Poe sites, uh, as well as the Poe Studies Association. So excited about that. But May 30th is the deadline to enter. Uh, there is a simple uh, web form uh, to create, and then the fee is $25. That's awesome. And then do you have different judges every year? Or do you try to make sure that you include, you mentioned, you know, the house and uh, um, in Richmond and, and other um, people that you want to be involved? Do, does that change every year, your panel, or do you have some that come back? We do have some that come back, but we do try to change the judges. We have we have been successful in changing the judges panel each year. So they're fresh eyes uh, that come to uh, the awards panels each year. But we also uh, reach out to these other locations. Uh, outside of Baltimore that are so important to Edgar Allan Poe. There's a wonderful Poe Museum in Richmond, Virginia, uh, where he did spend uh, a good part of his life. And then uh, uh, the the cottage in New York is actually the location that where Poe was living at the end of his life and where his wife passed away. And all of these sites are um, really just fun to visit, especially if you're a Poe fan, but a a history fan as well. Uh, Really fascinating. Yeah, for sure. Edgar Allan Poe in his lifetime never owned property. Now that he's dead, you can visit three of his houses plus the museum. So there you go. That's awesome. And now how does that work in, um, I don't know if you could speak for Richmond and New York, but as far as uh, Poe Baltimore is concerned, how uh, are, you know, visits, I guess you can't really have them right now during COVID-19. Is most of that virtual or will that return when we, you know, get back to normal, whatever that is? (laughs) Well, yeah. What is normal? I know. I was like, whenever, right, whenever and whatever that is, I think we're still figuring that out. But yeah, 
how I guess the good question would be how is Poe Baltimore and we'll get back to the awards in a sec too it was sort of um, how have you guys adapted during COVID-19 or how are you still able to uh, you know bring some of the magic of Edgar Allan Poe to people without maybe necessarily welcoming them into the doors yeah uh, well I, I think like a lot of um, like all of the other uh, uh, tourists uh, and uh, museums, uh, sites and museums in Baltimore, everybody was scrambling initially at the beginning of COVID uh, because we had, of course, to uh, close. Um, uh, so we did, uh, as a reaction to uh, the pandemic and, and because of funding uh, that was made possible from the state of Maryland, very grateful to the state uh, for uh, the funding that was provided uh, for emergency grants, this kind of thing, uh, to museums. I want to shout out for that. But we created a series of virtual tours that um, uh, now we offer every week, uh, twice a week, uh, every Thursday and Friday afternoon. We offer virtual tours of the Edgar Allan Poe house, and we're also doing a uh, Edgar Allan Poe's Death in Baltimore virtual tour, and that tour uh, is Friday and Saturday every other week. So those virtual experiences, again, born out of COVID, but I have a feeling, and, and a lot of people in the museum and share talk to uh, feel the same way, that even after we go back to normal, I think virtual, now that people are seeing the benefit in this, you can go and you can and visit a place across the world without even having to leave your house. I think virtual is here to stay. Mm-hmm. So um, I can't regret that part, that we, we had to create the virtual tours, but they've been so rewarding. And some people who would not have been able to come to Poe House before uh, have been, been able to kind of, quote, unquote, tour the house. That's right. I think and that's, that's important, and that's the beauty of it, too. I think it's more inclusive, and uh, it also opens up, you know, to people who might not have been able to, to participate but can now. Um, right. And uh, PoeBaltimore.org, is that where they would find those virtual tours and things weekly and yes. every other weekly in this ca- in the other cases? Yes. PoeBaltimore.org is the place to uh, find all things about the museum. We have also been fortunate to open up, again, on a very limited basis. So reservations, uh, we're on a reservation-only basis at this time. But if you uh, are here in Baltimore and you want to come see Poe House, you can visit our website. You can make a reservation. And, again, not that co- there's anything good about COVID, but something good had to come of it, I think. <laughs> right, um, right. We're thinking positively here. Yeah. All right. We're trying. The experience now, if you make a reservation to come to Poe House, is you get Poe House to yourself. Right. Uh, uh, we can't, our, our special challenges as a site, we're a very small site, and it's an historic house. And so uh, our open door before pandemic, uh, you, you would be there with other folks. But now, by making a reservation, you get time with Edgar. <laughs> you, get, you get the house to yourself and you, and you get to experience that. And I think that it has changed the experience. Yeah, uh, it's much, <laughs> much, much more uh, intimate, I think, for people. And also, you know, when you go back to more crowds, I'm sure everyone is, is uh, still very respectful of the space and, you know, mindful of um, social distance in, in any real climate, actually, just to, you know, preserve the the majesty there. Um, and you guys are also, um, uh, just to reset, we're talking to Enrique Jang. She's the executive director of Poe Baltimore and poebaltimore.org is where you can find some more info. You're also active on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So make sure to uh, give them a follow. And um, let's see, where were we? How about the awards? Um, you know, when will they be given out? Do you have a special, um, you know, sort of virtual ball idea that, that how's that going to work? We do well. Pre-pandemic, uh, the awards, uh, the ceremony was at our Black Cat Ball, 
uh, the uh, Saturday night of the International Edgar Allan Poe Festival. And with any luck and knock on wood and all that other stuff, hope, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to have the awards again in person this year. However, uh, there will likely be a virtual component no matter what. So I think um, everything's going to be hybrid this year as things begin to open up. We are planning for a live event, but we are aware that most this, yeah. some of this stuff beyond our yeah it's beyond our control right but but nevertheless it is still very exciting we have oh gosh we have like less than five minutes now so I want to make sure we get to all the stuff about the uh, international Edgar Allan Poe Festival and awards tell us um, you know why that's held in Baltimore and uh, where you know the money goes and who it benefits and all that stuff because in our final uh, minutes here I think that's important to talk about those proceeds and and where that where that goes okay sure um, very proud of it. The International Edgar Allan Poe Festival, uh, we have it uh, in the shadow of Poe House. And so it's a two-day event of books, music, vendors, food. Uh, last year, we did have to have a virtual event. Uh, we had two days of programming, 15 hours of Poe programming with um, uh, adaptations and stage performances and dramatic readings and a lot of really great, interesting content uh, from all over the world during the festival. So I think, again, hybrid event coming up, but the festival is usually held uh, 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 close to death week. Edgar Allan Poe did die under mysterious circumstances October 7th, 1849, and he is buried here in Baltimore. So there's obviously a fascination with that mystery of his death and that story. And so the festival is both commemoration of his writing and his life, but then also observance of his death. Um, but the International Edgar Allan Poe Festival and Awards, poefestinternational.org. You can visit and, and see uh, information about uh, years past with the festival. And then the Saturday Vista Awards are presented at the Black Cat Ball Festival weekend. So That's cool. Um, That's still cool, even though it's virtual. And people can get more information about how they can participate with that. What's that website one more time, just so people know? poefestinternational.org or you can visit poebaltimore.org uh, for uh, more information about the museum. And then uh, any creators out there interested in entering the awards, saturdayvisitorawards.org, and all of the information and guidelines are presented for you there. Excellent. Okay, cool. We got a two-minute warning here. So um, tell us, um, you know, the significance of having that held in Baltimore and also, you know, where the money from the awards and the festival benefit and, uh, you know, how people can help. Is that the best way that they can help support Poe Baltimore right now? Uh, well, uh, I think any museum historical site in Baltimore can use some help. So please, uh, can, Baltimore has a wonderful histor uh, history, so please do uh, take a look at any museum and site at uh, poebaltimore.org. Again, we are the nonprofit organization that supports the Edgar Allan Poe House and Museum. If you'd like more information, poebaltimore.org, or you can text 44321, or uh, text poebaltimore to 44321. Oh, cool. Uh, I didn't know you could do that, too. So, And that's so sweet that you mentioned other museums. I, ca I can see that it's, you know, a network uh, that you guys are all working together to uh, to get through, you know, or do you do that in normal, po no, non-pandemic times? Do you, you you'll also, you know, support other museums in the area? Oh, I hope so. We have to support each other, right? I think everybody is learning. We need each other. Absolutely. If, that, if last year is any indicator. Any lesson comes out of that. We need each other. Absolutely. And I know you don't do it alone in our final seconds here. Is there anybody that you would like to thank um, or any final final thoughts? And again, we've been talking to Enrica Jang. She's the executive director of Poe Baltimore. 
Well, I love to thank uh, our board uh, uh, of keeping Poe Baltimore alive, keeping our mission going, and then all of the visitors who continue to uh, uh, celebrate Edgar Allan Poe's legacy and all of uh, just keep us going. So thank you to everyone, and uh, we hope to see you soon. Yes, for sure. And your board and, and all the information, your website is a, a huge wealth of information. People can check those important folks out that are supporting your great work. Um, and thank you to Enrica for joining us and, and, and you know shedding some light on the, the magic of Poe Baltimore. Um, we want to thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. And this has been a production of Entercom Baltimore.